episode 247. I'm your host, Hector. Mind Grenade is a pop culture-based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. And uh, this one's a little bit out of left field. I wanted to apologize for not giving everyone advance notice on this. Um, I realize I'm probably going to alienate people uh, on this episode, uh, or at least for this episode. Uh, I realize not everybody's watching WandaVision. Um, I also realize that uh, probably not everyone's caught up entirely. Um, I also am aware that I'm dropping this the day before a new episode. Episode 8 drops tomorrow. Um, but uh, I've been wanting to do these one of these for, for a while now. The last time I've done, the last time I did one of these was uh, back when uh, Daredevil was playing on Netflix. Um, and I really enjoyed doing uh, these commentaries. So uh, I just wanted to kind of get back around to doing one of these, especially with, uh, with this show in particular. I do realize, um, and it's uh, uh, kind of common sentiment, uh, it was that uh, this uh, WandaVision kind of, it's a little bit of a rough start for for people. Uh, I myself was a little bit uh, um, worried because uh, those first couple episodes, you just weren't sure uh, where it was going. I think uh, around like episode three, halfway through three, or maybe episode four is when um, I started coming around and uh, my co-hosts, uh, Jason, Matt, and Ian, uh, uh, or felt about the same way. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it'd be fun to jump in and do one of these for, for WandaVision. Uh, and, and this is for episode seven. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall. And, uh, yeah, so we'll get into it here in a moment. Just wanted to thank everyone for listening, for subscribing. Um, I wanted to... Uh, uh, I, oh, I wanted to give a shout out to my two co-hosts, Jason and Matt. Uh, they're about to launch their podcast uh, this weekend on uh, February 28th. Um, it's uh, titled, it's called Listen Impossible. And you can find that anywhere, everywhere podcasts are available. Um, yeah, those guys are great. Jason and Matt um, contribute so much to this show. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do unfettered by, uh, by me and Ian. <laughs> um, J- Jason's, uh, he's, uh, done so much for this podcast, uh, helping me out with production and, and he always has great ideas and, um, and Matt, Matt's just a natural at podcasting. I, I've said this to, um, to the guys since, um, Matt came on to Mind Grenade, uh, he's just a natural at podcasting, so... Um, really looking forward to their podcast and for people to discover it and uh, to jump on that. So um, let's see, what else am I missing here? A spoiler alert, uh, obviously, for WandaVision Episode 7. So um, you know what? I, I really want to just get into this. So so let me explain how this will work. So all right. So um, let's everyone get their Disney Plus account ready to go. And once everybody's ready and has episode seven, Breaking the Fourth Wall, um, queued up, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a countdown, a little bit of a countdown. I'm going to do that exactly uh, from five to one, and then I'm going to say presto, and presto would be your cue to hit play. So again, that's uh, the countdown from five to one. 
and then presto, and then you hit play, and then we'll be off to the races. So, uh, all right, give uh, a second here to kind of get things uh, situated. All right, so here we go. I'm about to count down, and like I said, when I say presto, you hit the play button. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, presto. All right, there's the Disney Plus logo. Okay, so the whole previously on, let's see what happened uh, in the last episode. Yes, uh, this is the episode where they just pushed Wanda too far. She uh, ended up expanding her uh, her bubble. Um, and uh, this Vision trying to figure out what's going on, which I found very interesting that uh, he's kind of... Um, our uh, placeholder kind of um, protagonist, where he's kind of in the uh, in our position, where we're trying to like make sense out of all of this. And um, let's see here. Yes, this is a pretty sweet um, little confrontation right there. Uh, but let's see here. So I'm, I'm going to try to do what you're not supposed to do on a commentary: is just keep pointing out what's going on on screen. <laughs> Because <laughs> you obviously are uh, are watching this uh, as well, so you know what's on screen. So there, the, the, the episode ended. Uh, the previous episode ended with Darcy getting pulled into the hex to the uh, to Wanda's bubble. There, all right. The Marvel logo, um, all caught up with. Uh, yeah, it's got all scenes from Endgame and. Yep, Marvel flaunting their stuff. Yeah, we know Marvel. You're you're the man. You're the man now, dog. All right. So, where do you start at? Okay, so this episode is a kind of um, it's finally kind of caught up to the modern era, the TV show motifs. This is uh, a take on Modern Family and The Office. I've never watched Modern Family, but I can kind of tell what's going on. And uh, The Office with the kind of mockumentary, documentary, confessional kind of um, approach there. And, um, you know, this episode, the, the kids are great. Uh, <laughs> great, great choice um, with uh, casting these two young actors because uh, they do pretty good, I think. Um this, uh, you know, the uh, this episode in particular has some good comedy in it. I, I when I first watched it, I did have some genuine um, laugh out loud, laugh out loud moments. But uh, there's some dark stuff here, especially. I mean, overall, she's going what she's going through. She's having she's on the precipice of a breakdown, and um, the kids. Um, I, I'll get to that when she, uh, uh, talks to the kids a little bit more, but, um, yeah, uh, actually I think it's coming up. This whole thing, like where she's phoning, phoning it in, like the <laughs> being a parent, um, is, uh, kind of for a superhero show based on a comic book 
this yeah this this stuff is uh, pretty real and um, uh, had a bit of a hard time watching some of it uh, um, not not in a negative way just it, it really I don't know it um, you, you really feel for her um, and and for I guess the entire family unit really like poor kids um, and we'll get to that here in a little bit as the episode moves along. All right, so the uh, office style. I think I'm pretty sure this is mostly the office kind of uh, version of a of an intro to a show. You know, this is around the time the office, the American version, and Modern Family. This is around the time where I kind of stopped watching, or I was kind of transitioning away from cable TV and, and, and network television and kind of moving on to, uh, you know, uh, streaming and, and whatnot. And, uh, so I wasn't too familiar with, the the modern family and, uh, the American, I, I, I watched the uh, British office, but not the, uh, American version. And, uh, I, I do know that those shows are pretty popular and, and I've heard they're really good, but, uh, um, not uh, entirely versed in them, so I, I like the like the, right there the uh, the hex kind of shape of the bubble. It's a pretty interesting kind of take on it. So uh, Vision's waking up here now, finally after his like attempted um, breach or, or escape from the hex bubble there and you know this this stuff here what happened to the um the sword agents oh, this guy's pretty good here <laughs> um but i find it less unsettling than where that that scene when vision is like heading out of town and the further away from the center of town he 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 goes like the people the townsfolk are kind of just aimless and kind of like caught in a like a loop, kind of mindless loop. That stuff was a little unsettling. This stuff, like I don't feel as bad for her. These sword agents just kind of it is uh, nonsensical stuff that they're doing. But at least it's not just kind of like mind, like just kind of you know caught in a weird kind of mindless loop. Uh, all right. So yeah, this stuff here is what I was talking about earlier. These kids, especially. Um, the kid with the mind powers. I, I I forget these characters are both in the in the Marvel universe, and one of them has the the kid in the red has the mind powers or telepathy type of powers, and the kid in the green has the uh, speedster powers like uh, Quicksilver. But um, yeah, this stuff right here is is. Oh boy, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> They're looking for for a parent and she's completely not equipped for it right now at this moment. Um and vision's just not there. Uh yeah, it's uh this stuff this stuff kinda this type of shit happens in real life and it's and that this show being so out there uh this 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 little these little bits kind of ground it and it's uh, a little bit hard to take but um 
you know, it, it's, I guess it's also the juxtaposition of the uh, fantasy aspect of it being a superhero show and people with powers and, you know, but yeah, boy, um, I'd like to know, we find out uh, what, uh, that Agnes is, um, not so great, uh, in this episode, but I'm wondering how far that extends, like, what her influence, like, for example, um, Wanda's accent, like, uh, I wonder if they're going to explain that, they, 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 they touch upon it for a second, um, one of the last episodes with Quicksilver, Quicksilver brings it up to her, or Pietro brings it up to her about her, about her accent, and she, her and her accent does come back when she walks out of the, the the town, out of the hex, and confronts the sword agents. You know, Catherine Hahn's just fantastic. She's such a great choice to have in this. Um, but uh, yeah, her accent comes back for a little bit when she's outside the the hex, and then it goes back to Elizabeth Olsen's regular American accent when she's here. So I'm wondering, um, okay, yeah, see, so where she's, she's just losing control as the time goes by. Um, this whole kind of home setting is what I'm, is the modern family vibes that I'm getting. The, the little bit I know about modern family. I did hear from someone that that uh, it's dead on the the kind of modern family approach or take. Um, like I said, I haven't watched Modern Family, so I'm not too, I'm probably missing some stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, so we got um, Agent Wu and Captain Rambo here. Jimmy Wu, that's his name, yeah. Um, he mentioned something about uh, the, the sword agent or the, the, the person in, in charge of uh, sword that's trying to break in. Uh, Hayward, I think is his name. Darcy got to hack into his system, and there's something in there kind of ominous about something called uh, Codename Cataract. So I'm completely at a loss <laughs> what that is, other than that... Um, uh, Jimmy uh, mentions that it has something to do with Vision and, and trying to get him back online before Wanda came and and and, and um, um, took uh, Vision from wherever he was uh, where he was at uh, or his body was after the events of Endgame. So this is one of the things where people were speculating who. Uh, Monica Rambeau was alluding to her friend um, that was going to help her out, and there's all kinds of speculation uh, if it was going to be a character that we know knew from the MCU movies or a new character that was going to be introduced, like the, uh, an X Men character, or a Fantastic Four character. But um, no, it's just uh, somebody uh, she knew from uh, the division of of the Sword uh, Department that her mom set up. So they're going to try to attempt to breach the bubble there. So uh, I, I like I really like all this stuff with um, 
with Darcy. She's uh, so glad they brought her back. I I'm glad that they don't just forget about characters and they bring people back for um, for other stuff, for other movies, for for the TV shows. Because, um, yeah, what a, what a rich universe that they can just kind of um, explore these characters. Um, you know, the Mind Stone is one thing that I'm wondering about. The, uh, the stone on um, Vision's forehead there that was, I guess, destroyed. Uh, it gets all a little t um, loopy because of the time travel stuff in Endgame. Uh, I'm wondering if that really is the Mind Stone or just it's just there for show and it's not the Mind Stone and does nothing. I, I, I can't remember if he uses it, like in, if he's used it in this show yet, like his little laser beam off, out of his forehead, out of the Mind Stone. Uh, <laughs> like I said, there's a, there's a lot of humor in this episode and a lot of humor that does land. And it's mostly these guys here. Oh, I love all this stuff right here because he's asking the questions that we're... Um, <laughs> I can't... Yeah, this is good stuff here. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they get... They, they, uh, they end up... There, there's some stuff here coming up where... Vision is asking Darcy about what's going on. He's trying to put everything together. And they mentioned so much stuff that happened in Endgame that uh, it's kind of appropriate that they, the title of this episode is Break the Fourth Wall. And although right now I'm just realizing that breaking the fourth wall also <laughs> can mean kind of like the stuff that happens in shows like The Office where they're being filmed and they'll look to the camera type of thing. And actually right here, we'll get an example of um, the the breaking of the fourth wall, and she even mentions it to the person behind the camera. That, that yeah, right here. This was very unexpected, not just for for her, obviously, but for for when I was watching this first. Okay, so these little commercials. This one really kind of fucked with me. <laughs> Because, okay, yes, Nexus, like, what does it mean within the Marvel uh, mythology and whatnot? And they even mention realities and stuff, which um, there's something in the Marvel universe about Nexus of realities and, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, we all know the people who are um, keeping up with the Marvel stuff. Some of the movies that are going to be, that this show is actually leading into have to do with the multiverse and and crossing the multiverse and realities and stuff and but <laughs> the unsettling stuff was man like the uh the 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 realness of people dealing with depression and and, and um and breakdowns and stuff um this stuff right here too yeah these kids are great <laughs> like um they uh they're cast really well. Like they don't, they don't seem kind of um, kind of unsure of themselves or anything. I may, let me let me see if I can get their names correctly. One's Billy. 
One's Tommy. It's, yeah, Billy and Tommy. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is another character that I hope they don't just like once this show wraps up that they just you know I think about Loki about uh, Tom Hiddleston and how that worked out great because they could have just killed him off and then forgotten about him and but boy they I mean now Tom Hiddleston is getting his own um, show uh, Disney Plus show the Loki um, show that I'll be out before too long. Um, so let's see here. Yeah. And I, and I like, yeah, Jimmy Woo is another example. And even Monica, I know she, this is a adult version of the character that was in Captain Marvel, but I'm glad they don't just like stick with the main characters. And that's all we see of them. The, the MCU, they've done such a smart job of like filling the, uh, the, the side characters and, and with great actors and then they keep bringing them back and, and, and giving them depth and, and letting them evolve. Um, oh yeah, we get uh, Captain Marvel, this Captain Marvel's origin story or uh, what was her name? Photon, was her character's name in the comics. And I do remember collecting comics back in the day and her uh, being one of the uh, Captain Marvel's and uh, her powers are, we'll get to see a little bit of it here when she breaks through. Um, but her powers are like energy-based. Um, like uh, she can, she'll be able to turn into different like energy, like it's, it's a little bit uh, confusing, but. Let me see if I can find it here while we let's see Monica Rambeau, which her mom, um, who was uh, a great character in Captain Marvel. I don't know if that, if her mom was uh, in the comics at all, or, you know, I'm sure she was mentioned, but I don't know how extensive, um, I think, what was her name? Maria Rambeau, uh, but Monica Rambeau, I do remember comics with her in it, but I, I don't think her mom was a, had a lot um, of uh, exposure in the comics. Okay, so see, Monica Rambeau's abilities are energy absorption, generation, and manipulation, ability to travel at speeds up to the speed of light while in her energy form, um, convert her body into any form of energy within the electromagnetic spectrum and travel in energy form through the vacuum of space and and tangibility. Uh, all right. So she's had a couple different names, photon spectrum pulsar. But I, when I, when I discovered her in the comics, she was already Captain Marvel, which is, she's about to, become which is fucking cool like she she will and she's cast at she's going to be in the captain marvel sequel with um brie larson so that should be really cool kind of team up there um 
Marvel's already have they've already gotten into their kind of legacy characters, you know. I think one of the big ones, legacy characters we might seen we might see before too long will be Miles Morales, the the, the um the ultimate Spider-Man. I'm sure that'll be coming around the corner. But um yeah, man, the Marvel the MCU is just unfolding in such an interesting and, and great way. Okay, there we go. Origin story. Yeah. So very cool. So yeah, there we go. She can see in different uh, spectrums of um, electromagnetic field. You know the the whole sword thing. Um, I mentioned on the podcast before when I'm talking to the guys. Sword originated in an X Men comic, and so there's a bunch of little bit for comic book fans the, the tease of the possibility of X Men being brought into the MCU at any moment. Okay, yeah. So here, this stuff here, where he's trying to figure. out how what's what's going on which is great for for us it's it's a great uh way to get into um exposition and not make it feel stiff but yeah all this shit's like stuff yeah it's um oh the big the big the big a breaking the fourth wall thing is that she mentions she says wandavision <laughs> Which is crazy because that's the name of the, yeah, obviously is the name of the show, but um, I, I love that idea of a character within the show um, mentioning oh this stuff here. I think Paul Bettany does, yeah. Whenever he's <laughs> whenever he's doing like normal everyday mannerisms in that insane costume like it's so i don't know it's it's like <laughs> like that right there is fucking great yeah we're amused though <laughs> yeah he's paul bettany um i was listening to a podcast recently um as a um um you made it weird um um, I forget the the host's name right now, but uh, Paul Bettany was on. Uh, you made it weird. Uh, tip of my tongue, the host's name. But anyway, Paul Bettany was talking about like right before the MCU stuff, he had had a producer just tell him that he was done with, like in in, in Hollywood. So so great to see that such a talented. Actor, there you go, WandaVision. Uh, a little mention there of the show they're actually in. Oh, I love that movie right there. It's great stuff. Uh, Darcy mentioning all the fakeness, except for the love for that Wanda and Vision share. Um, why can I not think of that podcast? You made it weird. You made it weird. Um, anyway, I'm sure I'll think about it before the episode's over, and, and there's probably people yelling at me, telling me who does the podcast right now while you're listening to this. Yeah, this stuff right here, this escalates so, like, 
she's genuinely scary right there. Just the expressions in her face. This guy right here and her, like, I have a feeling, maybe not Dottie, but the, um, the mail courier, his, uh, his name tag says Presto. So I'm wondering if he has something, if he's like, has something to do with, um, Agnes, who is supposed to be, um, kind of a witch character or magician character. So we got to see uh, that Monica has um, a more displays of her powers here with um, landing and doing the little superhero pose there, being unscathed. Yeah, they're tip They're kind of teetering on the whole thing about her becoming a villain, um, which could easily happen. It seems she's she's been through quite a bit. Um. I'm digging so far, Monica Rambeau, this actress, the way she's portraying this character. Uh, you know, this is the first we've seen of her portraying this character, like I said before, uh, in Captain Marvel. There's a young actress playing a younger version of her, but I, I haven't seen this actress. Um, I'd like to see what her name is. Monica Rambeau's, um, the actress playing her. She, uh, I don't know if I've seen her in anything that I recognize um, her from. Oh, man. Yeah, this is some good stuff here. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, this guy right here, Presto. Very, very suspicious. Um, so I think this is the last we see of her for the moment. And there's obviously something going on. Uh, or they're being prevented from going, getting back to uh, the Wanda. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to, I hate, I hate not knowing um, people's names on the podcast. Him scratching the back of his head, just a little shit like that. <laughs> and so. It, it, him realizing he's like, what the hell? Like, oh man, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, there's so great, genuine, um, laugh out loud moments in this episode from when I first watched it. Yeah, this is, this, oh man, I, it makes me not like her even more here, um, Agnes. Just the, just so manipulative. Um, let's see here. Oh, there's her name. Tayona Paris. Yeah, excellent choice for picking her. Um, this stuff here is pretty unsettling too, and it just continues to become more unsettling. Um, boy. The uh, stuff starting to click with Wanda is uh, it's like you just you're just wanting her to 
to be okay, but she's being led down by, I mean, who knows who's, so we get the reveal that it's Agatha Harkness, which is a villainous character in the comics, kind of a witch character, kind of a magic character. Don't know too much about her. Um, other than that, she's a villain. Um, but I have the feeling there's something is a, is a villain even behind her, like somebody bigger behind her. And I realize that uh, people keep bringing up Mephisto in the in on the inter, on the on the socials on Twitter and whatnot with speculating who is behind all this. But uh, I'm very curious. I'm not. Sh I, I I personally don't think it's Mephisto, but. Uh, They've definitely piqued my curiosity. I don't. I don't think it's just her. I think there's more to it. And then the whole thing with Quicksilver too. It's uh, got me. He, he, we find out he's kind of wrapped up in this too. And then that whatever that was, the book. I, I know people speculating that it might be this kind of um, evil kind of book in the Marvel Universe called The Darkhold, I think it's what it's called, but that's speculation so far. It hasn't been... Um, there you go. Agatha Harkness. And I know in the comics, her she has a kid, um, Nick Scratch, I think is the name of, of her, uh, her kid. Oh, see, I didn't notice that before that when she lands, she was vision before, and then she changes into Agatha Harkness. Or into Agnes. Huh. But anyway, yeah, she has, um, the, she's a kid in the comics called Nick Scratch, her son, and then she names her rabbit in this show, the, the little bunny rabbits, uh, Senor Scratchy. <laughs> um, okay, so... She's behind everything. This is great too. The uh, the whole uh, little motif with the um, what is it, um, monsters or Adams family style kind of intro there. Reveal. Yeah, she's just chewing up scenery. Yeah, what a great um, what a great wrap up to this episode. I thought a uh, great cliffhanger. Um, and then there's even more. I, I know um, this is the this is the first episode um in wandavision they have uh what do they call it um end credit scene like the marvel movies uh did or had uh so which which is uh <laughs> if if i hadn't heard about it on the internet i wouldn't have known that they you know they train you so well to stick around for the end credits to catch a little extra stuff and then uh you start watching the the TV show and then you're expecting the same thing and then they don't do it up until this episode. So, um, you know, um, leading up to uh, while we wait for the end credit scene, um, I wanted to bring up that, uh, what, let's see what TV shows that they have lined up. They have, uh, Falcon, Winter Sol Falcon, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. They have the Loki TV show, they have a bunch of other shows, but one in particular that I'm really excited about is the uh, What If, the Marvel What If TV show. 
um, which is just that. It's uh, it's uh, taking Marvel stories and Marvel characters and putting them through like what if what if uh, this person was Captain America instead of Steve Rogers or I think we're leading up to the end credit scene right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we get back to Monica Rambeau. She's trying to figure out what's going on. She's not giving up. I like I like the tenacity in this character. Seems to be one of her main traits. Is it admirable? Um, and we get some ominous stuff going on and Quicksilver. And that's it. Another great little bit there on top of the um, cliffhanger we got. So, um, yeah, uh, that went by pretty quickly, actually. So I wanted to bring up, yeah, the What If series. Um, it's, there's, there's not a hard date, like, set date for it yet, but it says um, to be expected to be, I uh, say, is expected to be released mid-2021, so sometime this year. It's uh, going to be narrated by Jeffrey Wright, who I'm a huge fan of. I've been a fan of his for a long time. So he's going to be the narrator. And the the narrator is supposed to be the Watcher, Uatu the Watcher, which is uh, an extraterrestrial uh, race who observes the multiverse and occasionally intervenes with the events therein. So um, so he's essentially a narrator. And if you've seen the trailer, like they show like Peggy Carter becomes Captain Britain instead of Steve Rogers becoming Captain America. They'll have like... Um, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? What if, uh, yeah, what if uh, Black Panther was whisked away by the the Ravagers instead of uh, Peter Quill? Uh, and so on and so forth. They'll have, like, I've seen, um, uh, you know, just, I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff with this premise, but I'm so glad that Marvel jumped on it and, and is turning such an interesting comic book uh, story um, story device into a TV show, a story kind of, um, I guess a device, I guess, uh, just that, you know, uh, just taking something we know so well and kind of jumbling it up a little bit and making interesting stories. And, and the crazy part is that uh, that uh, they're going to have... Uh, oh, and the other cool thing is that it's going to be animated. But uh, so we're going to have a bunch of voice actors. But the voice actors are like... All the... Like, not all, but a lot of the characters from the movies so are actors from the movies. So like Samuel L. Jackson's going to do a voice... You know, he's going to voice Nick Fury in one of the episodes. Michael B. Jordan's going to be Killmonger. They even got Chadwick Boseman to voice um, some stuff... Uh, posthumously so um let's see who else um yeah uh chris hemsworth tom hiddleston mark ruffalo sebastian stan taika with tt as korg um so yeah that's uh, pretty ambitious for an animated show on disney plus uh let's see if i can ex let's see I, th I think you get the idea of the what if but let me see if i can um give a kind of more concise explanation here. So What If is an upcoming animated anthology series for the streaming service 
Disney Plus based on the Marvel comic series of the same name. Um, I remember growing up seeing these comics uh, and, and just thinking they were really cool. It explores what would happen if major moments from the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe occurred differently. So they're just going to take the stuff that happened in the movies and just put uh, put a twist on it. Uh, the series is produced by Marvel Studios, the first animated series since becoming their own production company. Huh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Jeffrey Wright stars as The Watcher. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so um, super stoked for these uh, Marvel shows. Uh, so I'll start wrapping this up. Um, just I uh, think I covered everything I wanted to. Let me see here before I drive myself nuts with trying to figure out who did the podcast that Paul Bettany was on. It's um, I'm gonna hate myself when I see the name and, and it be so so simple. Let's see here. It is Pete Holmes. All right. Sorry, Pete Holmes. You've got such a simple kind of <laughs> vanilla name. And I love Pete Holmes. He He's so funny. He's great. But uh, yeah, you should check out that. And I think I recommended this episode a couple mind grenades back. But yeah, you should check it out. Um, it's uh, You Made It Weird to Pete Holmes. And um, the Paul Bettany episode was just delightful like this episode of um wandavision was so i'm super excited for the next couple episodes of wandavision i think there's only a couple left i forget if it was like 10 episodes or total but um yeah um uh you know it's funny I, i'm not the I, I haven't been watching them right away friday if they drop i usually wait till around like saturday night to just uh, sit and watch them, but boy, is it tricky to, <laughs> to avoid spoilers online. Um, with that, you know, stuff starts to trend, and you're like, "Oh my god!" I hope you know it's like, "Ah, oh, is that a spoiler alert?" Or a spoiler, I should say. So, all right. So, hey, I hope you've, I hope you enjoyed this commentary. I, um, I'll have to confess, I did. It, uh, <laughs> it's, uh. It's 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 a uh, fun to just watch the show and kind of comment along with it and um, um, give my feelings on 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 what's happened before and what's going on and what's what to look forward to. So uh, let's see the next couple episodes. So the next time um, you'll hear me will be with the uh, with Matt and Jason and Ian uh, for the next episode of the podcast. And I think we're just going to be, I think we're just going to end up doing kind of like um, topical news stuff, pop culture stuff. There's been so much that's happened uh, recently. So we'll just probably just go do our little roundtable um, news topics and maybe some recommendations uh, pop culture wise. So that is something to look forward to. And uh, let's see, do a little bit more networking here. Um, let's see, we got uh, MindGrenade1 on Twitter. That's at MindGrenade1. Got the website, MindGrenadeStudios.com. There's all kinds of stuff there. And what else? And again, check out Listen Impossible with Jason and Matt. And that drives, that drives, that drops um, a couple days from now, February 28th. And uh, those guys, they've got some episodes banked up and they're raring to go. And um, looking forward to that. 
So, all right. So thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. This has been Hector saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.